Welcome back. <laughs> I, I thought you were, you, you got to do more. I was going to, but then I was like, mm. maybe. maybe you should. Oh, wait, I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it like the ring announcer. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, so we're coming back to you now live to Sir Heel's room. So we're going to talk a bit more about something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that voice. Um, a lot of people say I have a radio voice, but man, you do have... You, I was telling you, you should be a voice actor. You, you should be a voice actor. No. You know, you know, I don't want to get paid for this. I, I prefer the fun of it. It was... Yeah. Um, I taught myself how to do it. It's the same as like teaching myself how to dance. It was mm-hmm. so funny. And it's ridiculous dancing. It's like yeah. tectonic and just kind of like wavy hands, yeah. making illusions with my fingers. Mm. And it was all self-taught. Maybe we'll do it uh, in a while. Yeah, I'll I was have like... A look. I was, um, I was always so jealous of my older brother because uh-huh. he was like an amazing dancer. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to be, yeah. I want to be better than him. I know. I love dancing, <laughs> especially when I'm drunk and in no. the club. I'm like, I love dancing. I'm, I'm like, if you look at me, you'll, you'll say I'm not the same person anymore. And when yeah, I'm in so that he'll state. do a backflip. <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> yeah. But, but why do you not want to get paid uh, to be a voice actor? Because isn't that the whole purpose of life? Doing something that you're good at and enjoy? For me, I like doing things that make people laugh and smile. I rip puns at jokes all the time. I like to create happiness where wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Because whenever someone smiles and laughs, it makes me happy because I know I've created a smile. I have, and people have said it before, that I have a kind of aura about me that even if you look at me and I just smile a little bit, it just makes you smile and you laugh. Yep. And that's what I love. I, I can vouch for that. And it's just uh, because you, you do have this um, personality where you can inject your energy into someone else. Yes. But how how would getting paid to be a voice actor and making people laugh mm. take away the um, um, take away the fun of doing it? It's not something I would want to be paid to do. I would just want to do it just nat- like normally, just free. Mm. Sometimes things are better free. Like, yeah. That's why I like doing it. It's just having a chat having a laugh with someone it's not something i aspire to be but mm-hmm. it's something that i love to interject into conversation but it's funny yeah it's, it's just something just like a, uh if you would say like a hobby yeah true in a sense mm. that i just build up and grow and just to make people laugh and smile because at the end of the day yeah i want to and i strongly believe in this where and you've probably heard it a thousand times where um where they always tell you think before you speak uh-huh because as soon as you say a conversation, whenever it's good or bad, those words that you say will always hold to that person. No matter how much you try to take it back, you've already said those words. They're gone. True. And they will be held onto that person. So when you have those right conversations, what we're doing today, and just in general, mm. when you're having good conversations and making people laugh and smile, yeah. it's, it's never a regret, always a lesson. A hundred percent. I do agree. And words are very powerful and they have to be used in um, in, in the right ways. Mm. And I prefer not to speak when I'm angry or, um, and the funny thing is I prefer not to speak too much when I'm too happy because you know mm. what they say, never make promises when you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Do you remember the times when you've made promises when you're happy? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard to fulfill sometimes. And then you think back and oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. 
and that's when it's on yourself to be accountable. And mm. that's a big thing for my for myself is that if I make a promise on something yeah. and I don't fulfill it, I tell that person, mm. look, I'm not going to be able to get this done on time. I'm really sorry. It's taken me longer than I've realized. And if that person is willing to accept it, that's fine. If they're not, that's okay too. Because mm. at the end of the day, you can't please everyone, but you still know that when you're accountable for not upholding it, even yeah. if it's as simple as I'll be here at nine and you get here at 9.05, you haven't upheld your accountability. Apologize. I'm sorry I'm late. It was my fault. Yeah. Because what a lot of people like to do, and it sounds very bizarre when I say this, people like to blame something else in, instead of say being accountable for it. Perfect example. You were late mm-hmm. because you got on the train and for whatever reason, there was a delay. Mm-hmm. And you got to work late. What's the first thing you say when you get in? Sorry, pop, the train yeah. was late. Yeah, The train was doing what the train was doing. You were late because you caught a train that was eventually mm. got at the time that it was supposed to get to. But if you caught the train earlier, you wouldn't be caught it. Yeah. You wouldn't be late. Yeah. So, if, you, if you left that room for the risk of the train being late. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, the tra- and that's why I say to people, it's like, you're, the person that's late is yourself. That's the fact of the matter. Whatever you, else you attach to it is just something to try and justify the, account- the accountability and move it away. Mm. In all totality, it's not the train that's coming into work mm. yeah. <laughs> to come there and say, sorry, I'm late. Yeah. Because the train's doing what it's doing. It's not yeah. stopping for one person. I see it's what you mean. For everyone. Mm. And that's the perfect example that I use. So whenever it's something as small as that for accountability to something massive mm. where you're supposed to get something done, you had a deadline, the accountable accountability falls on yourself. Yeah. As much as how bad you'll feel and so stressed you'll be, when you're accountable and you say, I was the one that didn't make it on time. It was me. A hundred percent. You feel so much better about yourself. My friend Brian uh, says the same thing. He has his own organization. He's 23. Um, he has this digital marketing company, um, Team Rocket. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> it's called Team Rocket. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of check it out. Uh, yes. And he says the same thing. So he started Team Rocket uh, when... <laughs> You gotta catch them all. Digital marketing. <laughs> I hope um, not this. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, Brian, we love you. Uh, um, he says the same thing. So he mm. started Team Rocket when <laughs> uh, the pandemic hit, yeah. um, and um, obviously there were difficult times. And he says the mm. same thing. It's um, yes, understandable that t- the, the pandemic really did. Um, make it hard for them, clients mm. left. But Brian says, you can't blame it all the time on the pandemic. You mm. could have done things in a different way where your clients would have stayed despite the oh, pandemic. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I, I believe that's where your, your concept or your definition of accountability mm. links in. Yeah, because you could have, as on his scale, a company mm. where you lose half your clients, but the 50% that stayed, you could work i'm like okay how Mm. am i going to work to retain these clients but also how am i going to shape my structure and the way that i work so i continue to maintain those clients and get some more even in crisis in a crisis because in a crisis that's where we should be stronger like how can i get through this because it's not saying i'm just going to throw everything up in the air Mm. sometimes people are very unfortunate and they 
unable to make it work. They become unemployed, which is why our unemployment rate is so mm. high. But the people who are fortunate to make it work still mm. have to change their structure. And as you were saying, people are going to have to work at home. A big business would have to think about it. Like, no, it's never, it's never happening. But then they realize, hey, wait. I now have to work from home. It, it needs to happen. It's now reality because this is it. And that's them shifting mm. their, their, their own business model to be like, now the majority of my staff is yeah. working from home. And it could be as easy as him changing the way that his structure is. Yeah. And that's how you can retain so much more people yeah. and get more clients. And all yeah. of a sudden, you never know, two years down the track, you got Brian and he's he's got like 100,000 clients. Yeah. Now, from what I yeah. yeah, his potential is there. He, mm. he I, I can't even not imagine him not mm. getting there. But do you not think it's a recipe for disaster? Do you not think it's a pathway to burnout? Like, let's say, for example, if you feel like okay, if the you, you late to work, right? Yeah. You apologize, and then you feel you blame put the blame on yourself. You could have left home on time. You could mm. have done this to avoid the delay there. Do you not think putting that blame on yourself all the time for things that happen around you that are basically not in your control is a recipe for burnout a lot of people think um, that okay i could have done this better mm-hmm. even though there are there were for- forces outside that stopped me from doing it yeah um and i felt that quite a bit as well and i feel like that has um sometimes exhausted me yeah because it really depends on when you're bringing it into the equation too because for an example it's when someone questions you about it and you're shifting it to something else. It's all about you take it on board, but you don't make it more than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm late. That's it. That's all All it is. I'm late. Now I've got this and this work to do. And you're like, okay, cool. I've, I'm 15 minutes late. I need to get X, Y, and Z done. Now, everyone is going to burn out regardless if they like it or not. There's not a single person in this world that mm. says they haven't burnt out because as we were talking about before, everyone goes through that level where a level of depression where they've yeah. just burnt themselves out completely. Everyone will burn themselves out. It's regardless of if it's something small or big, it's all about still being accountable of that, even though you've burnt out because it teaches you that um, to be true to yourself. Yeah. Because as soon as you start shifting the blame, even if if it's something that's out of your control, it allows you to open the door to shift the blame for other things. Yeah. Like, why did the relationship not work? Oh, it wasn't me. It was, it was her. No, it was a combination of myself and her all intertwined, just didn't work yeah. out. It's stuff like that. It's being yeah. accountable for the things that are related to yourself. Are in control of yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. true. 100%. I agree. And that's why a lot of uh, things don't work out because Mm -hmm. we fail to sometimes um, control the things that are in our control, but they just get past it. Mm -hmm. We we forget how important they are. Um, uh, I saw a video from Simon Sinek uh, Mm -hmm. in regards to relationships, and he talked about how people fall in love. Yeah. And it was amazing how he defined it because it, love is not something you it ha- that happens in a moment. Mm. It could happen in movies, but love is something that happens over time. You know, when you bring a drink out of a fridge for someone without even asking them if they yeah. want a drink. You know, when you do things without mm. them asking for it, when you manage expectations, 
I feel like that that's that's entirely what uh, you, mm. you were uh, defining as well. That yeah. doing the things that are in your control, like waking up early to go to work. Yeah, you could wake up thirty minutes early. That's entirely in your control because you have mm. you know that there's a risk of the train being delayed. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, but people should also be very careful um, in regards to um, just putting that blame on yourself. Yeah. Uh, that sometimes you just gotta let it go. One hundred percent. Yeah, so many people are jobless right now, mm. um, and uh, you know I used to work for travel insurance before um, I, before um, before the current job that I'm mm. doing, and. I loved it because you could talk to people traveling all around the world, sell them insurance. We could give general advice as well, which was amazing because you could talk about so many things in, instead of just facts. Um, and pandemic happened, and I, um, you know, the the organization essentially closed down. Um, but the shift from that to where I am, it was incredible. Uh, if I put a blame on myself back then saying, oh, I should have, you know, searched for a new job when I knew that the coronavirus was hitting the economy, um, maybe I would have burnt myself out. Maybe I would have just, you know, become a more yeah. depressed person. But I just let things go. Let yeah. You know, that's that's why they say, you know, go with is. the flow as well. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much it is what it is. Yeah, 100%. At the end of the day. And that's the things when, when I'm saying it's something like that when it, to be accountable. Yeah. It's that... Putting the blame on yourself is, I feel, separate from being accountable because mm-hmm. being accountable allows you to to consciously know that when someone asks you something yep. and you're saying, no, it was this, then you're not being accountable. True. But when you're putting the blame on yourself is like saying, okay, I did all this, but because I didn't do this, it's it didn't work. Mm. And then you put the blame on yourself and you make it mean more than what it is. You're like, oh, yeah. like oh, I've lost this client. And it could be, as I said, the worst case scenario where you lose a client because you forgot to put a header on there. Yeah. You learn from it. As, as, the, saying, as the saying goes, and I mentioned it before, no regrets, only lessons. Because yeah. if you regret the things that you do to get you to your present self right now, you'll never truly be happy and you'll constantly be thinking back to all those mistakes you made instead of actually learning and growing from them. Mm. I missed the header on this. I'm going to remember. Yeah. I'm going to make sure there's True. a header. And 100%. as I say, it could be something, I'm using a bizarre example, mm. but it's no, something I see what like you're that. Saying. And you're, yeah. pull, you're pulling the blame from yourself You're and you're making it saying, okay, I can do this. This has happened, but that's okay. We'll get them the next time. Yeah. And this happened in the past. That's where I fucked up. Mm. But this is where I shouldn't because, I, you know, this is how I fix yeah. things. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I, I do agree with, with that sense. Yeah. And it, life is a lifelong process. Uh, sorry. <laughs> life life is a long <laughs> process of uh, just um, winning and losing, mm. I guess. Because uh, like we mentioned before, it's a roller coaster, right? You have oh, the good things, yeah. the bad things. Mm-hmm. And uh, good things, when they come, they last. And you know it. You fucking know that it, it's a good time. Mm. Like, you know that, that I'm living life. Yeah. You, you know that, you know, things are going good, but you also see that, you know, uh, the, the darkness lurking in the corner. You yeah. know you're, you, you know you're going to slip at one point. But I guess the, the, the recipe to a happy life uh, mm. is to look forward yeah. and to exhaust all options. Yeah. If there's one thing that's kept me going is the fact that I look forward. Uh, I see a bright future for yeah. myself. And I'm sure you do as well because, you know, people with skills and capabilities, they do. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that as long as you know that it's possible, it can be possible. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've gone 
and put yourself in the uncomfortable position has really shown you yourself that it's possible. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't uh, really know about um, is that people either stray away from being in the uncomfortable zone or they thrive. Yeah. And I, we th- I, I've noticed we both thrive in that uncomfortable zone. We do, zone. yeah. We're like, we walk in to a room and we can talk to anyone. Yeah, 100%. And that's that's pretty much because yeah. what a lot of people don't do is they walk in the room and like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that statement in themselves, they've made it more than what it actually is. Exactly. Like, I don't know them. Cool. All you have to yeah. do is walk up to them. Hi, I'm Justin. Exactly. That's it's a, it. It's a, it's a good chance. <laughs> uh, 100%. It's a good chance for them to know you yeah. and you to know them as well. Yeah. And it, like you said, you know, I, I thrive in those uh, situations, but I have to tell you, it comes with practice. For you as well. I'm sure it, oh, it, 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 you, it's, it, it comes with so much practice. Yeah. And that's why I say comfort is very subjective. It's mm. something you learn. It's, uh, if, if you feel like you don't belong somewhere, mm. try and make the effort to belong somewhere. Yeah. Give it a week, give it a month. You will belong there. You will be in that group. You will be with that mindset. And I I guess managing change and adapting to change is a big part of that as well. Mm -hmm. People have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I'm so happy with being uncomfortable Mm. because it is stressful as hell, Mm -hmm. but... I love it because it really keeps me on my toes. Yeah. It's like working out. You don't yeah. want to go there. You, you don't want to be in that uncomfortable zone. But then when you go there, you never look back. Yeah. And you want to, you want, you want to wake up and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to sweat all over again. You want to have the pain all over again because yeah. one day the pain is going to be you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, it's just so crazy because when you think about it gym-wise, mm. I go to the gym some days where I'm like, I love this. I'm ready. I'm going to be here for three hours, which I have. I've been mm. in the gym some stuff for three hours. People say, why are you in the gym for three hours? I'm like, well, why do you walk for two hours? Why do you go to do yoga? Yeah. Why do you read books for 10 hours? Why do you play games? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like doing- everyone has their own yeah. little thing that they like to do. Mine yeah. exercising. And it was something that really came up to me that I found just like, it's my hobby now. Mm. My hobby is to keep fit, to go to the gym, to const- consistently change myself, my, like my body, and then transform my mind at the same time. Yeah. Because I've realized as I've gone to the gym that it's tr- like all the people I have conversations with, I help them push themselves mm. and they help push me. And it's just continuously trying to grow and it's just it's an amazing feeling and i love it it is just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not fun yeah yeah things are hard i've gone days where i'm like i'm like why am i here Mm. why i'm so tired i'm so drained and you've seen those days where you see me walk in and i'm drained because i'm like for some reason i decided to only have five hours sleep before yeah go to work come back and i'm gone i'm i'm ready like i want to sleep instead yeah but i still go to the gym Exactly. And let me tell you, let me tell the people and uh, you know it best, you know it better than anybody um, in this room, at least between you and me, that it's not it's not easy to um, to get there. Because look at you, like you've got this, uh, you've got a good physique, you've Mm -hmm. got a a very good mental awareness towards exercising towards things Mm -hmm. that matter. That's because you've worked hard towards it. And I guess it's the same with a lot of things in life. Yeah. The, the craziest thing I've seen, I'll tell you, uh, do you know this guy, Marcus Brownlee on YouTube? Uh, the guy who reviews... Uh, really ring a bell. MKBHD. Uh, I'm sure you've seen him. He's one, of the, he's one of the biggest tech reviewers ever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
he recently interviewed Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. A year ago, he interviewed Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. And the way he started off was basically a 10-year-old kid reviewing uh, DVD players in his home, reviewing televisions, reviewing uh, a media player, reviewing laptops, like anything he could find, mm. he could land his, ha- land his hands on. And when he made 100 videos, he had 75 subscribers on YouTube. Wow. That's that's essentially nothing compared to what's happened now. Yeah. He is the number one tech reviewer on YouTube, and he's got millions and millions and millions of subscribers. Mm-hmm. What amazed me is, imagine having 100 videos, imagine the time you put in towards all of that, and just having 75 subscribers and still doing it. Yeah. And it's, uh, I guess it's 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 hard. It's easy for us to look at look at you and say, ah, oh, he did this. He goes to hardcore gym. Okay, I'm going to go there as well. And then you know it's going to be a month before you know I start getting in shape. But it's it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, it's, and my friends, beat this into me every single day. Like especially, uh, my <laughs> two of my mates, um, they're brothers, uh-huh. and they say the same thing. Consistently, it's like, it's a marathon, not a race. Exactly. Because everyone, and I'm not even joking, everyone goes for the easy, quick way all the time. New fancy diet. Cool. Let's do it. I'm going to get into shape. And then they realize two months down the track, why? I I look the same. I'm way the same. Why isn't this working? Not realizing it takes six months, a Mm. year. Two years. I've been doing this for almost two years now, like proper Mm. exercising, consistently going like five to six times a week. I remember I didn't drink alcohol for a whole year, Mm -hmm. like a whole entire year. I couldn't believe it. I just, it just never came up to me to drink. And I realized all these changes happen by me knowing that it's going to take me a very long time because, and that's, it goes all down to all those disorders with body, uh, body dysmorphia, anorexia, bulimia, where someone looks at themselves in a mirror and they see something more than what it actually is. And it's all about to go, when you go to the gym and you exercise, you're going to be that person. You're going to literally, and a lot of people get affected by body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's a real thing and it gets people. They stand in front of the mirror and they say, I'm like, why isn't this growing? Mm. Why don't my shoulders pop out like they're supposed to? Yeah. And it's all because of their, it could be genetics. It could be something grows faster than the other. So you're saying, um, is there a cure or not? There's no cure. There's no miracle cure. Sorry. It's literally mind over matter. You have to go in. You've got to put the hours in. Simple mm. as that. Yeah. You want to lose weight? Don't eat as much. Yeah. Don't have refined sugars. Mm. If you want to put on size, eat healthy, eat clean, yeah. have more food, but healthy food. Because the hardest thing is, it's you can go to the gym every single day, but a big part of it's your diet. As soon as you fall off the bandwagon and you start eating McDonald's mm. and like drink sugary drinks, all that stuff, as they say, the saying goes. You are what you eat. hundred percent. So as soon as you eat dirty, because everyone's like, I know I've got to hit 3000 calories, but I'll do it. I know. Oh yeah. Five Big Macs should do that. That's mm. the same amount of calories. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's because, not how it works. Yeah. Because McDonald's, you know, just for the sake of that example, it's a, it's, it's plastic in my opinion. Mm. It's, it's, it's not food. 
Um, yeah. True, they do have certain, you know, they uh, they do make. I guess it's tasty in a way because yeah. that's why they're so popular. Um, but it's it's plastic essentially. Yeah. Have for- you have you seen the way they? Um, there was a video. So, but that then again, that uh, I can't really believe what I'm saying because yeah. uh, I saw a video where they showed how McDonald's the meat was made, mm-hmm. and it, it, they say it's healthy. And uh, healthy is not not healthy, but then they say it's made in a way that normal food is made. I just don't trust them. Yeah, it's a lot of it's processed, and in the sense of process is that they, they take could be right, could be wrong, I could be right, but for the most part, I've been working in that kind of industry and seeing yeah. the structure of how most meats are done when it's a, at a larger scale level. Yeah, is that. They put a lot of ingredients in it. They put a lot of things inside to make sure that the meat stays a certain way. And it doesn't have the same nutritional values if you go buy a chicken breast yeah. and then you go and cook and eat it. That's... Oh, I think that's mine. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So that's a perfect... Ca- like you're getting all those calories. Yeah. <laughs> that's my sister. Uh-huh. Go, go on. You're like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's the thing is that that's what people don't understand. They're like, I'll have this. I'll have a yeah. cheat meal. Like, it's good. Like, you can have those cheat meals. But when you start having more cheat meals, mm. you have extra meals here and there. That's when it starts to affect you. And yeah. it's, it's honestly, it's the biggest routine to try and upkeep. You've seen how sometimes the food that I eat, like rice, fish, yeah. vegetables, eggs. It's really like basic food. I'm doing it for sustenance. And there's days where I'll, I'll make food and it's really nice and tasty because yeah. I take the time to make and I'm like, I want to enjoy myself just a little bit. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it all goes with saying is that it's a marathon, not a race for everything. You've got to eat healthy. You've got to train hard and you've got to be consistent because yeah. you can't just keep bouncing around and be like, oh, I'll go I'll go a couple of exactly. times. You've got to put in the effort yeah, to everything. see the result. Yeah. And that's for everything you yeah. do in life. Everything. Mm. You want to succeed at work, you've got to put in the hours. 100%. You've got to, you've got to figure out something that you can help improve. Mm. It could be something small. It could be something big. It's like the tip of the iceberg. Like you just see the success that comes from it, but then the entire yeah. the iceberg is underneath the water and it's mm. made up of sweat, hard work, hot blood, of determination, just rejection, observations, learning, growth, mm. everything, failure. So everything's down there yeah. and we don't realize that. Like I see my friend, so my friend Miron, he competed in a bodybuilding competition. Mm. And if you looked at him on competition day, he looked absolutely amazing. As soon as he walked out, yeah. you knew he was going to win. And he won. Yeah. But all the people who would have looked at him would have assumed, okay, look at this guy, goes to the gym, mm. just lifts weights. That's does it. That. Yeah. And that's all he does. It's just brawn. It's just the thing that everyone just assumes that is the case. But watching him sit on the treadmill, stairmaster for an hour, two hours, yeah. close to the competition day, sweating tears, him trying to push every ounce of water out of his body, keeping as dry as possible to prevent his body holding water weight. It is such a crazy thing mm. that people do to make their body look like the dude to be like, this is my physique. This is mm. what I've literally built for. Mm. And people say, why do you do it? And it's just like, it's for him. That's what he loves to do. Yeah. 
It's his and passion. It's his passion, exactly. And, and we judge people who make uh, those um, those uh, decisions of, of, of a good physique or just mm. bodybuilding because we don't understand. It's not as common. Um, someone asked me a good question about mm. uh, ambition and why do you think some ambitions are frowned upon? And uh, for me, the best example is tattoos. Mm. I love tattoos. I, I don't have a tattoo in my body, but some people, you know how they have tattoo all over their faces or hands. I'm mm. like, you do you. That's fine. And yeah. a lot of people, uh, that is frowned upon by a lot of people mm. because we don't understand why people would do it. Yeah. Why would you ink your skin um, with something so yeah. um, artificial, for lack of a better word, the ink? Um, but yeah, I guess it's uh, people judging other people because they don't understand mm. the, um, the the ambition and what goes there and the effort that's put in and how happy it makes how happy the person becomes when he reaches yeah. that goal. Mm. Maybe getting a new tattoo, saving yeah. up for that, and just like your friend Miron, Miron, right? Yeah. Just you know, getting that um, that proper built on yeah. his on his back or his chest, uh, and yeah, people. I guess uh, you know the, the one lesson that people should learn, me as well, yeah. you as well, like everybody, we're not perfect. That we got to stop judging people, depending 100%. just because of the things that they say or do. We've got to mm. stop judging people. My opinion on that is nothing is good or bad in the world. Nothing is, um, you know, you're not doing the best, you're not doing the worst, as long as you are not hurting someone innocent and you're yeah. not committing a crime. Yeah. Agreed. That's all I have to say. Yeah. It's um, nothing's good or bad, just don't hurt someone who's innocent. And with that, with that being said, and I remember we were talking about this ages before. You remember the conversation around the things we know and the things we don't know and mm. how we just jump to those conclusions. And something that people don't really realize is that they, they always in these two standings, either it's what they know and what they don't know. And that's what we always go our life about. Mm. But what people don't really acknowledge is our complete the biggest blind spot we ever have and that's our um it's what we do to assume so it's it's what we don't know that we don't actually know yeah and it's when we assume something about a person but we actually don't really know no and uh, an example um was is that when people look at my friend miron and his brother david david pushes just as hard as miron sometimes even more it's He's, it's a, like, he's, they're both a beacon of inspiration and everyone will look at them and like, look at them. All they do is just exercise. Yeah. They're just beef heads and they just assume, but they don't know that one works, um, as like still studying. He wants to become essentially like a criminal lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I believe a prosecutor. I might be wrong. He's probably going to penalize mm. me for this, yeah. but uh, he literally, like he's probably one, like an like a very very intelligent person, and his brother as well has so much ambition. He's been promoted four times in the last year. Mm. Like, just keeps pushing, keeps striving for more, wants to be pushing. And every time I have a conversation with him, yeah, and people look at them and they're like big beefy guys, mm. and they just assume that's the case. Yeah, when really they're just like you and me. They're smart guys. Smart, right? Yeah, they're loving and they they're great conversational people they love they yeah. laugh and and that's what i really want people to do is to stop jumping to a conclusion yeah because the first thing they do you see a homeless pe person and the first thing you see is they want my money because they want alcohol and cigarettes mm. you don't know we don't know that but that's the first thing that most people have in, pop in their mind they mm. might 
argue the point. They're like, no, that's not what I was thinking about. Yeah. Like that could be the case. Yeah. Although, and, and the world is so complex today because, like, just like the homeless person and how you're judging that person mm. too, you're just putting stories in your mind mm. as to what they would do. Yeah. You put stories in your mind from what other people say as well. You've got to be so careful today uh, not to hurt a, a, a certain group of people, not to hurt a certain group of society. 20 years ago, you could just say things because it was your opinion. Yeah. You were you were, you were were entitled to your opinion uh, as long as, again, you're not hurting someone innocent. Yeah. But today, it's uh, people, I think it's social media and the craze and how people interpret these messages that's coming and and they just take it personally Mm. even if they don't have to take it personally they do it just for the sake of doing it like keyboard warriors yeah so they just want to make an argument out of something that really doesn't need to be argued about but because they they want to do it they do it because what's really there to stop them exactly see i used to be a big advocate of social media i still Mm. am i feel like social media has done a lot of good Mm. um in the world um but i don't uh, see social media as uh, a viable or a healthy option anymore. Especially, uh, I'm, I'm watching this uh, documentary. I haven't finished it. Just started. Uh, the social dilemma. I was about literally when you were talking about this. That's what I was thinking about. It's on Netflix. Uh, I've been wanting it? to watch it. And I was talking about how uh, all the algorithms are set in place to get you roped in, exactly like, to hold you in, and it's all in your mind. To like, if someone presses the like button, this is what it's going to do in your exactly. mind. Tick this box, this box, this yeah. box. So that's why they've created the like button, mm. and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it, it just astonishes me how such a simple, pure, innocent idea of just pulling everyone together. Yeah. Because when you watch the Social Network, the one um with Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg. That's it. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> I was trying to think of his name, and I'm like, oh. yeah. and. It was such an innocent, pure idea. It's just like, mm. just pull. I want to pull my connect family, friends, yeah. connect friends, and it turned into something like so much more. Yeah, like it's just now the way that everyone interacts. Yeah, I think things went haywire when these companies started taking started taking sides. Mm. Like once you start filtering news, once you start filtering. Um, or just injecting your opinion into the product that was supposed to be for the world, that's when these companies like Facebook, they messed up. Mm. Because you ha- you created a platform for people to connect, like you said, like a, an innocent, like a pure idea yeah. for families to connect. But then once you, once you start filtering things out, once yeah. you start putting feeds, like once you start listening to conversations and not telling people that uh, they're being listened to, yeah, that's when that's when you mess up, and uh, I, I I can't really talk much about uh, the social dilemma because I haven't finished it. Yeah. Uh, I just started like last night, twenty minutes. I watched it, uh, but the message there was clear that they are fishing on our attention. Our mm. attention is the product. Yeah, and uh, I realized this morning I was just you know I woke up at seven o'clock and I was just browsing through my phone. The next thing you know, I was 40 minutes on it, like on the phone. I was uh, I was in bed till 7.40. So yeah. I spent 40 minutes just browsing through my phone, essentially doing nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it just hit me. And I just got up just like that and just walked out of the room, um, you know, freshened myself up yeah. and went for a walk. And uh, I, I feel like these messages are important now because um, your attention is being um, captured. 
You, yeah. it, the more attention you give to the social media organizations, um, it, it, it can be detrimental for yeah. your uh, for and, your well-being. And you, and you have the things like, for example, do you remember the big argument Harry it was like everyone's listening to you? Uh-huh, they yeah. can see all this stuff that you're yeah. talking. You talk about Dude. something, and all of a sudden, it just pops up. Like I was talking to a girl at work, and we we'll talk. I literally mentioned Violet Crumble to her once, and then she's like. Look what happened. Yeah. Violet crumbled and it searched. So do you know what happened with mm-hmm. the most recent update? Like, do you have an iPhone? I do, yeah. So they did an update to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So now it tells you when your phone's actually listening to you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. on the top right corner, it has a little dot. Oh. So whenever you open it, you probably notice that it's either I've, a orange dot yeah. or a green dot. I have noticed it. Yeah. And it will tell you when your phone was last used. They used the microphone and which app it was mm-hmm. because they wanted people to know when an application was using the app for yeah. its wrong purpose. When it was listening. Yeah. yeah, when it was listening. Yeah. And it was it's crazy. Because yeah. and it's that's the reason why you kind of notice it's trying it's fishing for attention, but it's also trying to push back because a lot more people mm. are now trying to put trying to get their privacy back. Yeah. They're trying to get it away from their phones. Mm. Hence why I'm like, try to keep away from my phone as much as possible. Yeah. Like I've got it here in the corner of the room. It's just like flight mode and yeah. also turn the Wi-Fi off. I don't want any, I don't want a message coming. Exactly. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Mm. Um, Jackson came in two weeks ago. We were talking about alcohol, about yeah. wine. And he mentioned something about over drinking or mm. being an alcoholic. Yeah. Siri pops up. She interjects. Really? Yeah. So as soon as we talk about um, alcoholism or something that's bad, something that's an issue, she pops up. She's like, um, gives us information about how to get rid of that um, that need for alcohol. Wow. And we're like, whoa, this is crazy. So what we do then is put the phone in the middle and we talk about mattresses, yeah. like bed mattresses. What do you get? Five minutes later, he opens up Facebook and the first thing you see is companies trying to sell us mattresses. Mattress Factory, Ecosa, Koala, and that Ridiculous. was it's it was proven. So it, uh, it, it was it's it's a it's a fact that these uh, phones are listening. These yeah. companies are listening. And my my see here's the thing: you signed the terms and conditions when you had a Facebook account. Mm. Uh, they updated the privacy terms and conditions. It was mentioned. Some, it could have been mentioned somewhere that they will be listening. Yeah. You accepted it. Okay, that's that's the that's the legality of things. You accepted the terms yeah. and conditions, but I feel like these terms and conditions must be communicated in such a way that's easy and clear to understand, and also ethical. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it, exactly. That's the yeah. whole. Yeah, that changes everything. Is it ethical? Is the question? Yeah, because that's a, that's the biggest issue. I'm like, you can't just put whatever you want in the late terms and conditions and say, "Oh, too bad." Yeah, it's in the terms and conditions. Yeah, because it's like a 98 page document. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, sorry, in page uh, 37 point section subdivision one yeah. A B, it says that we can listen to it in this instance if you say certain words mm. and we'll populate it just in case you want to buy that product. Yeah, like that's not very ethical because. No you're now invading that person's privacy because the whole point is that if a person's in a room and wants to be with themselves, they don't want something listening to it. It's supposed to be your own time. You don't want another entity paying attention to every single thing that you do. It's the same with your TVs. There's certain TVs that actually, if they're connected to the internet, they will listen and will record your conversations. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. I'm like, I can't believe how this is even 
allowed to happen. Yeah. I wonder how many words the phones have already captured by now because um, well, we're, we're, we're touching two hours now. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's, 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 been, it's been a good time. I think this is the long. It's my record timing. Really, I reckon it probably could go for another hour or so. It, it would probably long. I think I'm not going to lie. We'd probably be talking all day. We, and then we could. <laughs> the way this is going, uh, I, I, not an hour, man. That's an understatement. I, I see this going for five hours. The way mm. the conversation's flowing. Yeah, and and that's the thing when you have conversations where you're just establishing and just communicating, and you're you're just challenging combating understanding and it yeah. just makes it so much more fun and yeah it's it's been a pleasure and that's why i, I was told you already i really looked for uh, looked forward to having this conversation yep. because same same yeah. <laughs> and, and trust me it's not the uh first and last time mm-hmm. because um uh, my friends who've come in will be coming in again mm-hmm. and um so will you so you'll come again it's it's, it's not a question yeah you're coming in <laughs> and um this time you can do a different pun so instead of it being just in time with uh with justin it could be uh just in case or maybe uh just too slow we'll see which one comes next uh, so uh, uh, so the the name of the episode is going to be just hyphen in time just in time uh the funny thing is the podcast didn't start on time <laughs> i was like yeah it was uh about five minutes late maybe i wasn't checking maybe no, i was what, i don't know I, I think you were it was 45 minutes late but it, hey give me give me a break like, you live right there like, That's next good. to me <laughs> this time <laughs> this time we're gonna have to wrangle uh, dev to come in and be like all right let's go dev yeah, exactly. go. <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'm looking forward uh, to an episode mm. with him as well uh, so potentially you know you, uh, we'll do this again and mm. potentially when my friends come in you can join in as well because i'm planning on doing a trio episode as well yeah like three people uh conversing about things that matter yeah because and it's really nice because when you have a conversation like that you're going to have so much more uh views and opinions and values yeah. clashing with each other to make this amazing conversation exactly and it's going to be yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that will go. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm glad you had fun. Um, and um, I say this uh, a lot of times, and because uh, because it's really true. Because mm. and that's one of the reasons why I love the podcast as well. Uh, just the the idea of mm. doing it uh, is that at the end of the conversation, that person on the other side. Um, is never the same again mm. they're so much better in a lot of different ways because you see their mindset yeah and we discussed this uh before as well that a debate or a conversation or a talk is not about highlighting your point it's yeah. also about understanding the other person's yeah. mindset and yours too so, and, and that's a funny thing because you're trying to understand my mindset but at the same time i get to understand your mindset mm-hmm. it goes both ways it does. and that's and I was just saying is that when we've had this conversation, you've underst- you've grown to understand me more of as a person and same as me as you as a person. Mm. And you'll be able to now take my views and understandings. And without you even realizing, you'll interject them into conversations. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, someone starts talking about a conversation. And then you remember, you've just mentioned that. I've mentioned it before. And that's why I love conversation because all it takes is a conversation about one small thing mm-hmm. and it, it flourishes into something so much more. And you end up sharing it. And now because of obviously this whole podcast, whoever's going to listen to it, it's go- they're going to take it on and it will change their view and the way they understand the world. Even if it's something small or even something massive, Yeah, their life will never be the same it was before they were listening to it. Because 100%. We're, 
words, as you said perfectly, they are so strong and so powerful and we have to use them like very wisely because as soon as we say the wrong thing, it's going to affect that person in a way that you want them to be affected or not. And yeah. that's why like I... I, this has just been amazing for me. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm sure it has for you as well. hundred <laughs> percent. It's 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 been incredible, and it, it's just been a fun time talking. Mm. And uh, I, I I do look forward to another episode as well. Mm. Um, because hey, the, so the reality of things is we talk all the time in the kitchen on the patio. Is that the patio or the patio? I've never understood. The patio. Patio. There you go. I always get it mixed up if it's a patio or if it's a veranda. See, veranda, a veranda is somewhere on a higher level. Mm. Uh, so when you look, um, so it's it's on the second story. Mm. Patio is, I believe, this, but I'm I'm not sure about the pronunciation yeah. of things. Yeah, patio. Yeah, but hey, uh, thanks for coming in, uh, Justin, and uh, we'll do this again. My pleasure. Yeah. Anything you want to mention before we um, head off to the gym? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like if we keep talking, I'll probably talk for another two, three hours. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can see this going for five hours, at a minimum five hours. But ladies uh, and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, this was Just In Time with Justin. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Sahil. See you later. Bye-bye.